listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host. Happy Thursday. I hope wherever you are that this show finds you well. If you're viewing me on video, which is an awesome new thing I've been doing the last few months, or listening on an audio platform, thank you for taking your time out. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy. If you have not done that, it helps so much to get this show in the ears of more and more people. And the mission of my podcast is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. I believe we do that through our verbal word, our written word, and uh, I hope to reach as many people as possible. So thank you for that help. If you're looking to work with a practitioner, a therapist, I am taking new clients. You can learn more about my practice at my website, nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. You can also find me on social media at NOLA Therapy, on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I'd love to engage with you and learn what's important to you that I speak to on this show. And I do virtual sessions on FaceTime, on Zoom, on Skype, and by phone, wherever you are. So please don't hesitate to reach out to schedule a session. And at NOLA Therapy, there are actually convenient links where you can do that online if you don't want to reach out by text or email. It's totally user-friendly. And I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Amazon Music. They offer over 70 million songs that you can download and stream. And as my listener, they will give you a free month subscription to try them out. You simply go to get amazonmusic.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy. And if you like what you've been hearing on my show, I invite you to become a patron and sponsor my podcast. I have a page offering you things at the various levels of commitment from $1 a month on up. And check that out at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. There are so many creatives on that platform. There are artists and musicians and other podcasters, and it's a way for us to have some increased revenue to keep doing what we love. And this is definitely something that I love doing. And as I segment into the guest part of my show, I was just speaking with him. This is a really delightful show. I have a fellow podcaster on, Aubrey Johnson, and we were just talking about how being a podcast host and now stepping into being interviewed and being the guest, it's really a different kind of part of the brain for me. And Aubrey has wanted to do that more and more. So I'm delighted to bring to you today the creator and host of the Road to Rediscovery podcast, Aubrey Johnson. He highlights in this podcast lessons that we learn and and how we apply that wisdom to our lives. And his focus is upon rediscovering our lives and ourselves through our life experiences and growing. So it's from a growth mindset that he operates from. And he really stresses the importance of reflection and assimilating those insights into our lives and finding inspiration there. So welcome, Aubrey. 
Hey, thank you so much, Lisa. It's so great to be here. Such a pleasure. It is. How are you today in Dallas? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty warm down here in North Dallas, but hey, we're hanging in there and who knows, in a sh few short months, we'll be complaining about it being cold, right? Right, so. exactly. It's relative. <laughs> yeah, it's all relative for sure. Yeah, but I'm doing well, great. Know, thank you. I'm so glad. And for our audience to know, you had me on your show to talk about my book, The Chiron Effect, Healing yep. Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. And we had such like a high vibe conversation and resonance that yes. I wanted you to come here to talk about your work and why you podcast and what's important to you. So I'm curious where you want to start off in this Wow. Yeah, that's great. Um, and yes, you were right. Um, we had you on the show and we had a great conversation, learned about the Chiron effect. You've imparted some insights for, for the listeners on, on what that's all about. Uh, and my mother-in-law, I think I may have told you, that's she right. was a huge fan of the book. She was staying with us uh, when, uh, you know, yeah. when the book came in the mail and she reviewed it and looked it over and read it from cover to cover. So, oh my gosh, yeah, a big the whole shout time out to she her was there. again. That meant so much to me and still does. Oh, sure does. Hi, Betty Buckshorn. Big shout out to hey, you Ms. for Betty. reading. The... All right. Yeah. So, we can start anywhere you want, um, Lisa. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm more than happy to start with the podcast and the message because it's a, it's a reflection of the journey that that I've had and uh, so far. Let's do it. Okay, great. So like you said, the name of the show is called The Road to Rediscovery. I'll get into why it's called that here in a minute. But, um, you know, I've always been a huge proponent of understanding lessons in certain events and circumstances that happen uh, or reveal themselves in our lives. Mm -hmm. But because, uh, as the saying goes, life happens, you know, um, we may be distracted from heeding what that lesson is. Mm. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. I could be in my 20s and um, a certain event would take place. It's a major setback, but it's an event that takes place and there's a lesson behind it. Okay. Okay. And in my 20s, at least personally for me in my 20s, I wasn't heeding the lesson. I just wanted to kind of pacify or just just deal with the problem and move on mm, you know i hear you in my 20s i had no kids i wasn't married i was all about partying you know yeah and so i just wanted to deal with the problem real quick get it out of the way and move on now fast forward 10 years where i'm in my 30s yeah and as i'm in my 30s the same lesson comes up but wow. it looks different. It's masked okay. different. It's masked over a different event, a different set of circumstances. Kind of but packaged it, differently. Right. It's packaged different. And it's the same lesson. Okay. In my 30s, I'm more mature. I think I have a better mindset. I'm in a better place. Yeah. I'm a husband. I'm a father. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking, hmm, I've seen this somewhere before. I've seen this somewhere before. And that's the point of rediscovery. That's when you rediscover oh, the lesson. I get it. Yes. And then I heed the lesson because I'm in a better mind state. I'm in a better place in life. I heed that lesson. I understand the 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 lesson behind the event mm -hmm. and I learn from it for personal growth. Now, 
once I've learned and grown from that as a parent, I have a responsibility of guiding my children based off, you know, the mistakes I've made. Uh, we all as parents do, I believe, and give, you know, children the freedom to make their own mistakes so they can learn as well. Right. Um, but aside from that, the next step that I think we as humans, it should be innate in all of us, we as humans should um, should should feel obligated is to take it to, to the next level, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling, help others who are going through dark times, um, you know, by using the lessons we've learned from our journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the whole message behind the road to rediscovery. That's how the name came to be, um, what it is today. And uh, back in 2013, uh, the Roads Rediscovery was a blog. It started off as a blog. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I was uh, going to ask you how yeah. long ago you started your podcast. Yeah, yeah. It started out as a blog. And okay. uh, I, I made like an electronic journal, you know, it's, uh, and I made entries of my own life experiences and the events and what I've learned from it and how I've used that to help others. So, you know, I've, I've explained all that in uh, different entries um, on my blog. And to this day, it's still a blog. It's maintained as a blog. But in spring of 2018, that's when I decided to put my, I guess I'm going to say my three loves together. My love of learning from life lessons mm -hmm. and my love for voiceover, which is what I do freelance, and my love for just a desire to have my own show, to make it what I want it to be, you know, and what I yes. view it as. Taking those three loves together and created a podcast in March of 2018. And so The Road to Rediscovery has been a podcast as well since that time. So uh, that's that's kind of a soup to nuts type of um, a journey in uh, in The Road to Rediscovery and, and some of uh, some of the things I've uh, thought about in my past life or past life in my early, earlier years, you know, yeah. You yeah. Know, I thought it was interesting to learn too, that you were a talent development professional for 20 years, 20 years plus. Yeah. How, how did that, did that inform at all being a blogger and podcaster, like in the communication realm? I'm curious how that kind of interfaces now yeah. with what you do yeah that's a that's a great question you know um well it, it, it it's kind of dual purpose okay um the, the the first purpose is the message for my show for my podcast is in line with the philosophy of the company i work for okay. about reflecting about seeing problems as not necessarily a bad thing or not giving it a bad connotation mm -hmm because we learn from having problems. We grow from having and overcoming problems. It's how we respond to them, right? So um, that alignment right there um, really, really uh, helps and supports not just what I do, but you know, my, my persona in how I work on my daily job. Okay. okay. It's the culture of the company. Now, the second thing is, you know, in talent development, for many years, I have been a facilitator, a trainer, a presenter. You okay. Know? And, and so I've always um, held some capacity of public speaking, whether it was keynote or at one time I was uh, 
I was an entertainment host for a professional baseball team. I can know, see that you have a wonderful voice and presence. Oh, well, <laughs> oh yeah. thank you so much, Lisa. You're but welcome. yeah, that was a fun job. I did I that bet. for a few years, you know. Um, and uh, you know, as well as the voiceover gigs I have with some of my clients, um, you know, just just a bunch of different things, training, um, facilitating, um, just in that speaking space, right? Uh, it has been has been um, a constant in mm -hmm. throughout my career. So um, that's that's how you, you kind of bridge the two between talent development and what I'm doing with the podcast. Well, and it's all about communication, like getting the word yes. out about whatever it is that you're centered upon, be it, you know, was if it was sports or, you mm -hmm. know, and now your own passions and journey and talking to others and asking mm -hmm. us, you know, how we've come to appreciate life and apply its lessons. So that's so cool. What a trajectory. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too, you know, and uh, the way I see it, you know, it's all speaking. It's yeah. it's all speaking and uh, it's just, you know, the angle that you approach it, depending on the content, depending on the audience, there's a lot of variables that, you know, as a facilitator or speaker that we must be cognizant of to know how to deliver it, right? There's yes. different deliveries based off the content, based off the circumstances, based off the audience. And, and as facilitators or speakers, we need to be cognizant of that and mindful of that so that we deliver it in a way that aligns with the audience and every all the other variables to be received yes to be received audience. i can't Absolutely. help but wonder if you have gemini in your astrological chart i don't know that's a good question i'm uh okay. yeah i mean i'm a taurus I okay. Mean, that's that's all I know. Gemini is the next one, right? Right, the next one over. Yeah. Because yeah. communication can be really important to people yes. with Gemini in their charts. Communication and its devices and its mm -hmm. nuances. So I just felt like I had to ask you that since it kept coming up in my brain just now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I also found that you have a second podcast with I think just four episodes called Talking in Threes. Can you tell us, you know, I'm curious, how come you started a second podcast and mm -hmm, what its mm -hmm. focus is? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, this is this is one show, um, Talking in Threes. Uh, admittedly, I need to um, direct a little more attention towards. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Talking in Threes is, to me, it's just, a, just a, a, the fun side, releasing the fun side. Now, don't get me wrong. The road to rediscovery is fun and everything, but um, at a at a very um, at a very passionate and compassionate level. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're talking about helping others. We're talking about overcoming adversities. Okay, personal growth. Very right. very um, very true and serious and key things that that you know that people are keyed in to listen, not to be entertained, but to right. listen. You know, because they're looking for anecdotes um, that they can apply towards their personal development, right? Their personal yes. growth. So um, while having that, and that's very important, I also, people don't know, not too many people know this about me, but I love humor. I love comedy. Okay. Yeah. I love just, um, just useless information sharing. Okay, mm -hmm. about things. Yeah. And so, you know, talking in threes was um, my, um, I guess, my my result of releasing that 
need for you know entertainment or just useless conversation and what it the premise that it's based on lisa is for talking in threes we've always had conversations with our friends and you know co-workers relatives at the dinner table maybe mm -hmm. at a bar maybe at the coffee shop you know and and i know guys are really like this when they talk about football who's yes. the best quarterback of all time or Drew you know, Brees. Drew Brees, New yeah. See, yeah, New I'm Orleans. A Saints I fan. You're a yes, Saints fan? Okay, absolutely. okay. Well, I'm Every a Drew game. Brees fan. And and okay. I'm a, I'm a Saints fan as well, mm -hmm. you know. But but yeah, uh Drew Brees in the Houdat Nation, everybody yes. loves him, you know. So uh, but but conversations like that, right? Um, who uh, what's the best movie ever? What's this? What's that? Okay. So talking in threes, my intent for that is, is to be an open canvas of any topic, but it has to be in threes. Okay. What are the top three quarterbacks, best quarterbacks of all time? Who are the top three best quarterbacks? What are the top three best vehicles ever made? Okay. Um, wh what are the top three best places to live? And based on opinion or fact, or it or doesn't no. both? No, uh, based on opinion. Okay. Yeah, based on opinion, and that's the whole key, right? Like I said. As people talk and discuss these types of things, like say in a bar, over a beer, maybe sure. in a coffee shop, over a latte, or or maybe in the cafeteria with their coworkers, you know, they're they're talking about, well, who is the best this or who is the best that, um, you know, like um, what are the three best restaurants in the city? You know? Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, and everyone and three gives in. you some choice to really yes. have an array. I think we can all distill because <laughs> yes. I would think best quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and I don't know that how but that that Green Bay Packers quarterback. What's his name? Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like yeah. For me, I would think those is my top three quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. What would you say? Um. Well, uh, playing today or in recent history, I would say those three. Okay. Um, uh, of all time, maybe not. I mean, yeah. I would put Tom Brady there of all time. Um, for years, I've been a big John Elway fan. And okay. so, you know, I would probably throw John Elway in there. And then, you know, living in Dallas, I mean, it, it's hard for me, you know, not to include either Troy Aikman or Roger Staubach. Sure. So, you know, um, th th that's a tough one for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. Um, in 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 my circles and and friends of mine that I you know that I talk with, you know, we're all big boxing fans, and we talk about who are the greatest fighters of all time. Okay. Right? Yeah, and so we get into some pretty spirited discussions. I bet spirit's a good way to say it. But this <laughs> yeah. is fun. It's really yeah. fun. I like this in threes thing. Yeah, that's right. Aubrey, yeah. So like talking. It. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, talking in threes, and so. It's starting out in, as um, just, you know, who are my top three, pick the topic, right? So there's solo episodes. I'm talking about my top three, but I'm inviting listeners to either email or um, put on social media um, what your top three are of that same topic, you know? Yeah. And if you have any top three ideas that you want to share, you know, like... Um, what are the top three burger joints? Okay. Who knows? If you're West Coast, it's probably In-N-Out Burger. Right. You know? 
you know, I've only Texas, had one in and out burger, which I can't even believe I'm saying out loud. Really? And yeah. You know, I, I love burgers at like restaurants. Yeah. Say if I'm mm-hmm. sitting and I'm having a glass of wine and I just want a big, delicious, juicy burger, but I don't think to let me go drive to in and out burger. Right. To get right. One. So it's more. So I've only had one and I've been in LA for seven years. Oh, wow. So I really? feel like I should get to an in and out burger again sooner rather than later. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I mean, and uh, if you're Texas, then of course it's Whataburger. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and again, it's all based on opinion, you know, and where people can chime in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I hope to gain some more traction on this show in time. Uh, obviously it's going to take recording some more episodes, uh, but I would love to get ideas from listeners on some top threes to talk about, you know, and maybe even give them a shout out in saying, Hey, thanks to so-and-so from Rhode Island. They have, um, top three favorite beaches or whatever, you know? Sure. So yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it struck me, Aubrey, when you first, when I asked you about about your second podcast, Talking in Threes, and I noticed the social worker in me, the therapist in me, where you, you mentioned about needing to give that more time, it mm-hmm. kind of pricked me a bit because as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, what I found to be helpful, and I'm curious if this is true for you, is that we have these different kind of plates spinning, so to speak, or, or yeah. things going in our lives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, um, I have a nonprofit that I founded. It's called the Yes Foundation. And mm-hmm. I have 501c3 status since 2010. So it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yet I haven't done any major, say, fundraising there yet because it's an offshoot of my U.S. patent. I designed and patented a workbench for people in wheelchairs to be oh, able wow. to, yeah, to blow and cast glass as an art form. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that came about, say, about six years ago. So those are kind of like things I have. I see them and I used to feel like, oh my God, I need to do more. And that would kind of drain me even having that thought where now I approach is like, okay, I have those two entities. They both took several years to create and I do the proper filings, you know, with the taxes Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the 501c3, Mm -hmm. the patent is good for, I think, 15 Mm -hmm. years. And recently on social media through a CrossFit in New Orleans, there's a there's a football league coming men and wheel, like a football league with men who are wheelchair bound Mm -hmm. and this new football league. So I have a note to reach out to CrossFit to connect with them that maybe some of these players might want to try blowing glass from my patented bench that I donated to a local glass studio in new Orleans just a few months ago. So Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, like I'll jot down notes that as I feel led to, I'll follow up on. And I believe that throughout as my life evolves, I'll be able to adequately address and attract the funding and attention to get those things going. But I've released like feeling bad or like I'm not doing enough because that happened for years. Like, oh my God, you started these things. You're not doing anything. And that was just so draining to have such a negative thought around something I'm passionate about. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how you approach that, the different areas of your life. And you're also a husband and a father and, you know, delegating time in a way that feels uplifting and inspiring versus like I have to do this or I should. Yeah. Great question. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. You know, um, I, I I have to say uh, I would feel like something quite, 
isn't quite right or feel incomplete if if I feel there is an unevenness in the proper time that certain people and things need, right? My house needs my attention. My yard mm -hmm. needs my attention. My wife needs my attention. You know, um, uh, and you you need your attention, and I need my attention. That's 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 right. And so, you know, um, when I'm openly giving my attention to these things, you know, and to my wife, then and to what I do here with the podcast, you know, I I feel good. I feel like okay, I'm taking care of things here and there. Yeah. If I feel like one is is really dropping off from my attention, then I start to feel a little uneasy. And and something I've been trying to tell myself um, over time is, number one, as long as I'm prioritizing right, okay, I'm only one person. I only yeah. have two hands. There's only 24 hours in a day, right? But as long as I am prioritizing properly and, um, you know, I... I I, I, I need to just focus on that and also realize that, you know, if it's something that I have to put on a back burner because it's not the highest priority, guess what? It'll be there tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. It will be there and uh, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, you, you, it's on your radar it's just not like towards the center of the radar. It's more right. like out in the On perimeter. that periphery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have to keep reminding myself those things so I don't feel overwhelmed or get overwhelmed and, and, and you know, try to manage what I'm able to manage uh, within the closer circle, right? Absolutely. And and I also have started to discover, you know, working for pleasure to approach my work from what feels really pleasurable, even of the to-do list, for example, yeah. of, of various things. You know, what do I want to approach first instead yes. of like a, a mindset change instead of yes. what should I do first or have to? Like, what do I feel led? And I notice and I teach this to clients and offer it to clients that when you start with kind of where the passion's leading you, all the other things will get done as well. You'll just yes. feel better doing them. Even things like my taxes, which I can put off, you know, but then I, I'll ask myself, what will it take for this to feel better to me? You know, yeah. to put yeah. on some music, to have a glass of wine, to, right. you know, set up the environment so it, it yeah. feels like as fun as something like that can be. Yeah. And yeah. to approach work like that. So you're really you know, feeling good about it. No, for sure. Enhance the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've said for for years, you know, whenever there's a situation that you dread or something you dread doing, or you really, you're really not looking forward to it or anything like that, um, the, best, the best advice that I've received and what I try to convey is to lean into it. Okay. Right. Lean into the tough time, lean into the struggle, lean into the discomfort. Um, because as you lean into it, you'll notice two things, at least in my experience, I have number one, this is manageable. It's manageable. Yeah. I can manage this. And number two, it's not as bad as you thought. It's it's not as troublesome or bothersome as as you thought. Okay. When you start to break it down into bite-sized pieces. 
Yeah, yeah. In fact, what is more, what makes it more bothersome in some cases, I mean, I'm not going to say everything, but in a lot of cases, when you find something and you lean into it and you realize, hey, this isn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. It was the thought that was making it bad. Yes. It's what I thought. Yes. (laughs) It's the perception. And I know in some cases, perception is reality, but, you know, I think we need to have the self-awareness to ask ourselves, is it really as bad as I think it's going to be? You know, there's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out, and that's to do it, to try, lean into yeah. it, and to try, yeah. you know. Self-awareness is key. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's key. It's one of the four cornerstones in my uh, Rediscovery Roadmap course that, you know, that I talk about. So, yeah, self-discovery is, or I'm sorry, self-awareness is huge, um, you know, in, in understanding where you are at any given time. Well, and I had a note about that, Aubrey, to talk to you about and to our audience, the Rediscovery Roadmap course, where besides the meaning and value that that we can source from being like inwardly focused, that introspection that's so important to you, as well as our barriers to personal growth and tools to overcome those barriers, including accountability. So will you share with our audience what this course is about and why they would want to check it out and buy mm-hmm. it? Yes, absolutely. And and thank you, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. This uh, Rediscover Roadmap is a, a it, it's a huge tool and uh, it's a digital course. OK, and uh, it, you can get it uh, or uh, review it for free on roadsrediscovery.com slash course. And and so what it is, is it it's a tool to allow you to take an introspective approach towards personal growth and self-accountability, self-accountability. So it's not just, you know, cake and sunshine and flowers and butterflies saying, you know, do this, do this, but it's taking that hard look in the mirror and holding yourself accountable for choices you've made that may not have been, you know, um, the wisest of choices and, and, okay. and things like that. But, but it's not to cut anyone down. It's, it's, to really build someone up okay of course yeah it's to, it's it's to construct it's to to build i mean just like any new building any new structure you have to demo and break down first right before you can build and become shiny and new and so um the rediscovery roadmap uh it it does that and <clears throat> it's driven by the four uh, cornerstones to personal growth and it's self-awareness, like I mentioned a minute mm-hmm. ago, gratitude, humility, mm-hmm. and service to others. I like so those, that. Oh, thank you. Those yeah. are the four cornerstones. And uh, it's it's a very intuitive course. It's broken down into four pieces. Um, each piece is a cornerstone. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Four yeah. pieces. Like so, a foundation. You're building absolutely a strong foundation. Like a foundation. That's right. The cornerstones for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are foundational because... We, at first, we attack self-awareness because self-awareness is the first thing you must have. And um, without giving it too much away, I, you know, I, 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 I likened it to the 12-step program for, okay. you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Yeah. Step number one is to 
realize you have a problem. Right. That requires self-awareness. So self-awareness is the beginning, the very first one that we talk about in these four cornerstones. And, and what I mean when I say talk about, well, we define self-awareness, what it means, and we talk about um, what, is it, uh, what does it look like to not have self-awareness? Okay? okay, how can I tell if I don't have self-awareness? And then we talk about what are the best practices that I can have to uh, get and to maintain self-awareness. Okay, and, I like okay. that. And, and so we do the same, we, we do the same for each cornerstone, okay? Mm -hmm. We describe and talk about the cornerstone, we describe it very clearly, and then we talk about what are some signs that I don't have this, 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 you know, this virtue. Yeah, how do I know if I need yeah, to how, develop this area? Yeah, how do I know if I need to develop it? How do I know <clears throat> whether or not I have it, excuse me? And then what are some best practices to, to get and maintain, sustain, you know, this cornerstone? Yeah, and, and then uh, at the end of the course, I have what's called commitment cards. Okay. And you can download and print those out, but those are commitment cards where you can write to yourself um, what you pledge to do it, to start your path towards gratitude, to start your oh, path so cool. towards humility. And, mm. and these are things you can put up in the, in the mirror, um, on the refrigerator, or maybe, you know, on your visor of your vehicle. Um, you know, obviously don't read it while you're driving, but something to quickly <laughs> look at and, you know, get some affirmation and a reminder when things go wrong, how can I kind of write the course, you know? And, oh, well, let me look at what I promised myself that I would do to become more uh, grateful, to become more humble, you know, um, to, to be more of service to other people, what, whatever cornerstone. But uh, each cornerstone has a commitment card where you can write um, where you can write your commitment and your pledge. You know, what you're saying right now, Aubrey, about your course is reminding me of last night, the email exchange we had late last night, mm -hmm. having to do with your, your interest in and noticing that what we put out being reflected back to us from mm -hmm. the universe. And I can't help but feel like that theme is coming up right now. Do you want to say, share something about that? Well, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. The uh, That's hugely important, I, I feel, you know. Um, there's a song I can't remember the name of the song, but one of the one of the key phrases in the song is um, "You get what you give," you know. Mm. And so um, I am a huge believer, in, and I know people have many many faiths. Okay, I'm a Christian, so you know that that's my faith. Um, but you know, uh, I, I'm 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 gonna kind of skirt outside of of religion and faith sure. for yeah. this conversation. Okay. Um, universe guided created built structured by whatever higher power anyone believes in the universe the universe has such a way of just organically turning things around or revealing something mm -hmm. to ourselves that we may not see and we may not see it because, well, we're too close, right? Because right. we're in our own body. And if we are, if we have a certain view towards the world, I truly believe that view reflects back. And it's all from the universe. 
Yeah. Going to the store, getting a haircut, getting gas in your car, going to the coffee shop, um, taking a walk in the park, interacting with people at a baseball game. Um, just, just the way you conduct yourself through this life, um, it has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. Okay. Treat people with respect, be kind to one another. Um, please have compassion and empathy for people who may upset you, you know, understand, you know, um, or at least consider the possible struggles they're having with their day. Yeah. Okay. And, and try to stop taking things so personal, right. You know, to where it causes a hair trigger retaliation or response and, Within and, and you. within you. Exactly. Because all those things in how you handle yourself and in, in so many different circumstances, it has a way of reflecting back on you with different events, different circumstances, and uh, just different things that happen, you know, to us in our lives, whether they're in our control or not. Yeah. So is there something that has stood out to you, Aubrey, in this last week or so, like uh, an experience you had, you know, you're going along in your life and something comes that's unexpected. That was like really awesome. That kind of showed you, whoa, universe, like, Mm -hmm. thank you. You know, I see you have your eyes on me. Anything? Wow. Let me think. Um, Recently, the past week or so. Or even, uh, well, you can extend the time. for. I'm just thinking that something, I had something happen that was unexpected in like a super small way, but it was like really delightful and unexpected. So it just, you know, and I was like, wow, I'm putting, you know, I've been putting out love and being really intentional and, Mm -hmm. and that really came back to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's beautiful. I guess, um, and, and I'd love to hear more about that, Lisa. Yeah. Um, I, I think <clears throat> for me, um, on, a, on a, I guess, a broader scale, I guess, is um, last March, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier this year, in March, um, just uh, watching my son get married. You know, oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's 23 years old. And, That's awesome. You know, just being at the wedding, seeing him at the altar, and uh, and then of course the reception and everything. And so, you know, um, uh, even when he, you know, even when he turned 18, I mean, I, I always saw him as my little boy. You know, yeah. and and I and I when I see him run because he plays football uh, for university, okay. and and so um, you know when I go to his games, I see him run. I, you know, people see a grown man running a college football player. You know, I see, I see that ten-year-old boy just <laughs> you know, in pads running down the field. You know, that's that's what I see. He's my son. Yes. I've coached him ever since he was three. You know, and so I never. It's hard for me to see him as a grown man. Well, <clears throat> that day that I saw him at the altar uh, with his with his uh, bride. Yeah. That told me that that was the day I realized, wow, he's a grown man. Yes. He's a grown man. And to see the beauty of families coming together and the beauty of the love that they have and that they, you know, share and demonstrate um, and just the goodwill and passion of of every family member at that reception, you know, um, to me, that was the universe reflecting back to me 
for you know for the work that i've done in in raising him for the work that i've done in coaching him trying to teach right from wrong and and then you know teaching him how to you know march by the beat of your own drum yeah. don't always look for acceptance you know and um when 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 the crowd's going in a direction that you think is wrong don't feel obligated to go in that same direction. Yeah. You know, just just different lessons of life that I've that I've taught him and 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 to love, to mm-hmm. love and give him attention and love and compassion, you know. And and I and I see I see that in him in how he treats his wife. I see that in him in how he treats um they don't have any kids yet, but um his little nieces and nephews, you know. So, um, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. So, so to me, that's, that was an example or my example, I could think of at least of how the universe reflected back to me, um, at that wedding for what I've put out there in raising them. You know, and I, I was thinking last night, picking up on some of the themes that you're mentioning in this beautiful story, I was thinking last night, how kids, you know, well, first of all, I think as adults, we're most happy and mm-hmm. feeling fulfilled when we are authentic and permitting ourselves to to live in that way and speak in that way and direct our lives in that way. And I thought mm-hmm. back to some of my own experiences. And I think in kids, you see it so naturally. They're naturally authentic. And then it's like socialization and parents and schools like, no, you know, don't be that way. Like you have to be like this. And quickly kids are educated and led to, to conform, to, yeah. to be different from who they naturally are. Right. And then it's like, I was being reflective that as I've kind of, like as an adult, there's a, you know, there's some unlearning to mm-hmm. do to really mm-hmm. allow ourselves to become authentic. And like you said, have the confidence to, to think differently and live differently. Possibly if you see, uh, you know, a mainstream or your mainstream going in one direction direction that doesn't resonate and being like, no, you know, that's not authentic for me. And to give yourself permission to stand strong and well, who am I? What do I value? And what do I want? And it's easy when everyone of your peers matches that, but it you right. know, it's more challenging when right. you're standing out in that way and really like developing that musculature to be your authentic self. And that I think is when you're really authentic and actually happy and feeling fulfilled, even if it might feel hard to be like, whoo, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure exactly where I fit, but I know I fit and just kind of, you know, being reflective of that. And it sounds like your story and seeing your son, you know, that's beautiful. Did you tell him, did you share that with him or? No, I didn't share it with him. Um, you know, he'll listen to this and hear it. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he he does listen to my show. And, you know, I'm going to encourage him to listen to to this one as well, you know, to yours. And, uh, and, and yeah, what you said was spot on, you know, I'm in lockstep with you, Lisa, I agree, Um, you know, to to give, give permission to think on your own and to make Mm -hmm. your own decisions based off what's best for you, and not feeling obligated to follow the direction of a crowd if it doesn't resonate with you, if it's not true, or or if yeah. it's not, if it if it doesn't look good or safe, right? right. Um, and and to me that teaches that teaches empowerment. It does. It teaches uh, determination and boldness. Okay, and 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 over time it takes time, obviously, but to be good with your decision, it may be unpopular, but to 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 have the self. Uh, assurance and security. Yes. To be good with 
what you decide if you move, go in a different direction because you're thinking for yourself. You're not thinking based off uh, the opinions of others. I love that, Aubrey. And so in conclusion, where can our listeners and viewers find you if they want to subscribe to your podcast, get your class, et cetera, reach out? Oh, great. Yeah. Um, they can go to roadsrediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. And on that website, there's a link at the top that says course. Just click course and it will give a full description on what the course is, what it covers, the uh, four cornerstones. And then there's a link where you can have a free preview. And then of course, there's the register button. I'm also on social media. If you are on Twitter, I am at R number two and R podcast. So that's at R2R podcast. And on uh, Instagram, AJ Shark 49, AJ Shark 49. And on Facebook, uh, at R2R podcast. Okay. R2R podcast on Facebook. I'm going to tag you on those platforms with the show. Awesome. Beautiful. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Aubrey, thank you for taking your time. It was so good to see you again and connect and get to highlight what you've been about like you did for me, which I appreciate. Well, likewise, Lisa, thank you so much. And and I equally appreciate being on the show. Thank you for having me on here. I've had a blast. We've had a great conversation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch for sure. Awesome. And to Saints football. Go Saints. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Aubrey. Have a great rest of your evening. Oh, thanks. You as well, Lisa. I will. I will. Okay, y'all, that concludes the Southern in me is coming out. Saints football, y'all this, y'all that. I was born and raised in New Orleans, and you never take New Orleans out the girl. That is for sure. If any of you have been there, most people I know really love it. And uh, that's true for me as well. All my love to you. And I'll be with you next week. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio.